We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're 27 years old. You're retired. I'm 46. <laughs> <laughs> You're retired. I need more strokes. Who do I talk to? Hey, Tom. Hi, how you doing? This is my dad. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. I love your son. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a great he's kid. He's a good kid. Sure is. It's Josh Allen, Tom Brady, and Josh Allen's dad? Josh Allen's dad is his caddy for this, apparently. Okay. Oh, he is? That's cool. Joel. I've gotten to know Joel. He's, he's, he's a really... Really nice guy. The family's nice people. They're, they're at a lot of the road games, obviously. Sometimes we'll go, you know, to the um, – I'll go out to some of the Bills backers places at these road trips, guys, and mm-hmm. Josh's mom and dad are there. And they, they just take in the scene with Bills fans. It's awesome. And his dad – I think you might know this. His dad's a really good singer. He actually sang the national anthem at a Wyoming, Wyoming Cowboys uh, football game last year. Wow. And uh... – there he is hanging out with uh, Tom Brady. That's that's got to be really cool to uh, just you know yeah. d- to be a dad. Your son's an elite quarterback in the league, and like you're going yeah. you're going to pe- hey, you want to go to Pebble Beach this week and play golf with Tom Brady? Hang out with Tom Brady. You know yeah. you might not even like Tom Brady. Although I'm guessing Josh does because there's that picture you see once in a while from when he was like a teenager wearing a Tom Brady jersey. Anyways, nobody needs to know that exists anyway. Uh, so the Pebble Beach Pro-Am continues right now. Patrick Cantlay is in the lead, uh, if you're wondering. So we got into some hockey stuff in the end of the last segment. just want to pass along this news from Frank Saravelli of the Daily Faceoff that the NHL and the NHLPA uh, is going to announce this afternoon an international tournament next year hosted in Montreal and Boston, but the catch is it's not like a full-on World Cup. It's only Canada, the U.S., Sweden, and Finland, which I'll take. All I want to do, really, like that I've been yelling about for years, all I want to do is see this generation of American players play Canada because I I truly believe they might might be better right now because of how much talent has Uh come in but we haven't seen it tested because they haven't played a legit NHL tur- or best on best tournament in like a decade. So y- you're only getting four. I, by the way, think that uh, Sal, the only reason they're doing this is because the NHL is kind of afraid to. They don't really know what to do with Russia right now, right? Like right. there's political stuff still there, and like I don't know if they know what to do with that. That Russia's banned from like the double IHF stuff, I think, right now. So, or at least a lot of it. So I'm guessing that's why they're pushing it off. Olympic participation, I guess, is on track uh, as well. So, um, good news. It's you talk about USA in Canada. It, I yeah. said this the other day, and I don't know if you were on with me when I said this. Did you hear the stat I gave about uh, the LA the LA football and LA hockey teams and Canadians? Did you hear this? Um, so I got this. I, think so. I got this stat. No, you weren't because I had Dan Dunleavy on. Okay, and right. um, we were talking about it. <clears throat> I got this stat from Dave Naylor. Dave 
works up in Toronto, but he covers the Bills from Toronto. Mm. Really, really nice guy. He comes down. And we we talk a lot about you know the, the hockey and football stuff in Toronto and Buffalo. And he had an amazing stat he gave me. And I'm like, that can't be true. I went and looked at it, and it was true. It is true. So the L.A. Chargers, Joe, this is last year, like around November, December. Maybe the rosters changed a little bit. The L.A. Chargers have more players with Canadian citizenship than the L.A. Kings. <laughs> Come on. Really? It's true. Yep. How is that? Uh, how many do they have? It's like six to five. Six. They have six Canadian players? The Chargers do? With with, with Canadian with citizenship. Canadian something citizenship. like, with, with, yeah, I mean, there may not be someone who actually yeah. lives there full time, grew no, up yeah, there, yeah. but yeah. you know what I mean? And the L.A. Kings, from my research at the time when I did it, had only five. All right. Wow. That is uh we should we should make that our uh, stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Seneca Gaming in Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. Um, it's crazy to yeah. think about that and how much the landscape has changed in both sports for that, right? Like yeah, football's yeah. become this international sport for sure. And yep. and it's trending more and more that way. Hockey is as well, but what's happened with hockey is it's really kind of like shrunk the Canadian yes. participation compared to so many of the other countries, including the United States. Yeah, the U.S. is, I mean, really, that's for me where it's like huge. Right. It's again, I'm so desperate to see it tested because look at look at the centers that a team, if you built a Team USA right now for this tournament or for the Olympics, look at the centermen that you could put up against Canada because that's always where they would have an advantage is like they have, you know, they had their Crosbys and they had their, you know, way back when you had Gretzky and Lemieux and whatnot. And now you've got Austin Matthews, you've got Jack Eichel and Jack Hughes, you've got Dylan Larkin. I mean, a year ago, I would have told you you had Tage Thompson. I don't know if he's having, you know, a season or is going to have seasons good enough to be on Team USA. I think he might still. You've got your Kachucks still running around out there. And then goalie, they've got like two of the best goalies in the world. Connor Hellebuck's back as like the Vesna favorite this year. He's American. Adam Fox won the Norris. He's American. There's just... It's it's really tempting. I want I really want to see it. I'm excited for uh, for next year. I might even yeah. go. I went to the World Cup in 2016. I've never been to Montreal. Yeah. It'd be a cool trip. Yeah, you know what? That's one we we keep talking about too. I'd love to go. I haven't been over there. Haven't been to a game there. Would love to go. It's just the his, the history of it. I've heard it's a fantastic city, but for sure, I'd love to do that. It just to go, to circle back to kind of you know dovetailing into the Sabers here. Yeah. It just takes so much of a luster off it sometimes because this team just can't get to where they should be. I know. You know I want. I want it to be. I, I'm more excited to do any of that, any hockey related stuff, when the Sabers are better. And it's not necessarily related directly, but the feeling of it is right. Like, yeah, yeah I got this team. You're more excited about it. The sport itself, all of that. I thought it was a big reason why when the World Juniors were here. What is that now? Four years ago? Five years ago? And a lot of those games were empty. I really thought about where the Sabres were at as a as a reason why that was happening. Because when the World Juniors were here in 2011, I, at least the way I remember it, is those buildings were full and it was exciting and everybody was pumped up for that. And they still were to some degree for when it was back here five years ago, but it was not the same. It was not the same at all. And I think that's what a 13, I can't even say a decade anymore, 13 years of playoff drought that no NHL team has ever ha- had happened to, that's what it's going to do to a fan base. 
it's amazing that like there's as much support and emotion about it even now. I mean, other teams just wouldn't care. Why did the why did the Atlanta Thrashers move? I mean, that's not a, a, a natural hockey market, but they went. I think it was 14 years, or maybe it was 13 years for them, where they never won a playoff game. In their whole franchise existence, they never won a playoff game. But it's Atlanta. So what ended up happening? Fans didn't get angry. They just don't they just didn't care. They never cared. They just didn't even know the team existed. This team still has people upset, which, you know. That almost should be looked at as a good thing, that people haven't, not everybody, a lot have, everybody's checked out, when it's it's got to be easy to check out right now. When they got, the way they played last year got everyone's hopes back up for what they could be coming into this year. This is maybe, this is arguably like the most frustrating and depressing year of this playoff drought. It's got to be in contention, because you've had a bunch of years like this. I mean, you've had maybe eight of them. Where they're, oh, look, they're 10 points out mm-hmm. going into February. And, well, if they just get like a six game win streak, we're right back in that thing. I mean, that's every year. But the difference this year is the team got everybody's hopes back up with by, by missing the playoffs only by one last, last season, which I think makes this year even more excruciating. Did you see the late? Uh, there's an, you know, we all get emails you and I do people at the station all the time about latest odds for things and betting on things because you know these uh-huh. sports these gambling websites want you to promote them so guess what I'm going to do that right now because I got one yesterday sportsbetting.ag okay. sent me one uh, next excuse me next NHL coach to be fired okay and I knew it I'm like I'm going to open this up and Don Granato is going to be at the top of the list and sure as heck he is yep next NHL coach to be fired by the gambling odds Don Granato two to one then it's Todd McClellan in LA at five to two. Lindy at seven to two is third on the list. Yeah, well, that's that's the next move, isn't it? I mean, I don't I don't know what else is. They're not if there is. Yeah, yeah, they're not firing the general manager. I don't have a lot of confidence right now. They're gonna. They're, I mean, that they're gonna make like a big swing trade. I just haven't seen it from this GM yet. So it could happen. I just don't have much evidence. They're not going to remake the roster. That would be psychotic with what they've rebuilt here. So that's not happening. Like, I like Don Granato. I'm not advocating they fire him, especially when I believe if they did that right now, they would probably make Seth Appert the head coach. And I don't know how different that is in the first place. But isn't the only move that would, like, kind of, you know, make sense for, like, big change? You know, who who falls on the sword for the season going the way it did? Isn't the conversation moving on from Granado and bringing in some proven winner like a Gerard Gallant? Or, of course, people are going to, I know, latch on to Brindamore because he might become available. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be, I think, the, the one you get to. But here's the issue with all of that, if you want to call it an issue. So I can't see, Joe, you're to the point of no return here of what are you really doing if you fire Don Granado right now? It would have to be in the offseason to me. I'm going to put myself mm-hmm. in Kevin Adams' shoes here for a second. I'm not talking... I know people could think and go, what do you mean? You got to move on from him right now. You need, you know, you got to change something. I get that. I'm saying if you're Kevin Adams, if you're Terry Pagula, Kim Pagula, Terry Pagula, you say, okay, what, what are you getting if you do it now? You're not going to, you're still not going to make your 10 points out. Mm-hmm. Like you, you make a change like that sometimes. And I know it's happened. Like the blues are the famous example of when they went on that great run, they won the cup, but come on. You, if you do it now, what's really going to change this year? Nothing really. 
So you're kind of to the point of no return there, and you're obviously not making a trade now that's going to help you get there because if you make a trade to get you there, you're trading prospects. You're probably not going to make the playoffs anyway, and then you're without the prospects anymore. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So that doesn't make sense. So the only thing I can see here is you're riding out the year and then making decisions at the end of the season. Yeah. No, I agree. And in, in that Blues example, like that does get brought up a lot. It's worth remembering that when the Blues that season, where they won the Cup, they fired Mike Yo and they hired Craig Berube as their head coach, they did that on November 19th. Mm. It's okay. February 2nd. Right, that's like, right. It's not near the same. The Blues were in last place, sure, uh, at one point in time. But we were talking, I mean, when they fired the coach, at least, it was 19 games into the season. It's very different. I agree with you. Like, I don't know what the point is of doing it right now. You're 10 points out. This is this season right. is sunk. I just, it's hard for me. They'd have to be the best team in the league from here to the rest of the way and maybe even still not get in. Um, like, that's how dire it is. So they're heading for another deadline where I just, you can't talk about buying, right? Nope. Like, there's there's no, that. where's the point of that even? Unless you're talking about, you know, a move that helps you for multiple years. I mean, they could do that. Like a hockey trade, but like who's who's doing that? Like, who's... Like, what other team is in position? Yeah. The trade deadline is more for the the, the buyer. buyers of the buyer of I'm trying to get over the yeah. so those are the teams that are going to get those guys. No, you're right. Like that's more we're talking more of like an off season move. That's another <laughs> that's another reason why it just gets so frustrating, right? It's like all the moves that would make sense that would kind of you know give you some you know a little juice back. Like none of that makes sense to happen until May and June and July. And that's where, like, we're just kind of waiting right. again. I mean, there will be guys to evaluate. The guy that I guess they could decide to sell now, if they don't plan on having a long-term future with him, is Casey Middlestat. Like, would a team be willing to give... And that's, by the way, that's an if. That's if they don't want to pay him, which is worth talking about now, because Middlestat told Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News last week or two weeks ago that they have not approached him about a contract. And that should be taken as at least a little bit weird because the Sabres pay everybody early. They paid Matias Samuelson after 50 games. They paid Owen Power after one good season as a rookie. They pay Tage mm-hmm. Thompson after one good season. Cousins after a year and a half. Like, Middlestat is working on two really good years in a row here. He's their leader in scoring. They haven't gone to him? Like, I, I don't know that has to mean that they're not wanting to pay him ex- or extend him long term, but... 
it has to make you wonder whether or not they think paying, whether they think that this group deserves another member of the core getting a long-term extension. I, he's, he's an RFA. Right. You're right. So, yep. and those guys were going to be too. It wasn't like they were going to be UFAs, right? I don't think. Correct. I don't Correct. Know yep. If I remember right. But could, could arbitration, is that, would that be a, something they could do with, with him? And I mean, I, not that you love doing that. I get it. You don't, but I think the only thing you're worried about is I have no idea where he is on this or mm-hmm. whether he's talked about. I mean, he said, you, you should take him in his word. He said the words, I, I don't want to be anywhere else. So at this point right. in time, that's what he said on it. But you've had situations in the past, different situations, where basically a Sam Reinhart, or in Calgary this happened a bunch. Matthew Kachuk did this to Calgary, where they said, all right, I'm an RFA. I'm one year away from you, from unrestricted free agency. I'll sign a contract with you, but it's only going to be that one year, and, I'm, and you're going to walk me to unrestricted free agency. So you're opening yourself up to that possibility if you go into the offseason, if you go into arbitration as well, where you're kind of going into a lame duck year with Casey Middlestat next season. I would just pay him, I think. I mean... He's their leading scorer. It's tough because they have so many forward prospects coming. You know, they're eventually going to have to make a two-for-one type of trade because we've talked about this with Middlestat. Trading him at this deadline for someone's best prospect and a first-round pick, I mean, that's that's nice. Go throw it on the pile over there. Like, what do do you need that for? So. It's, it's a right. very interesting situation, I think, with Middlestead in general. That All of it. 803-0550 is the phone number. Extendo Sports when we come back. There's a story in the NBA that I want to touch on when we come back that Charles Barkley um, was talking about last night, and it's a story that has like a clock on it. By midnight tonight, something's got to happen for a guy, and if you're not aware of it, stay tuned because Barkley was talking about it. We'll play the audio from him uh, when we come back here on WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 